Hi, I'm Mel Daniels and this is The Pricing on the Cake. Welcome to The Pricing on the Cake, the podcast that's all about growing a profitable business with confidence. Today, I'm really excited to be sharing the floor with Mel Daniels, who's a content strategist and coach. Mel, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It's awesome to have you here today. I'm really excited to hear all the things you have to tell us about content. So if you could just take a moment and introduce yourself to the audience and tell us what it is that you do as a content strategist. Fabulous. Well, uh, hi, my name is Mel Daniels. I'm a content strategist and coach, and I empower women to grow their businesses. I work one-on-one with my clients as well as through a membership that I'll be launching very shortly. So the one-on-one work is all about creating a sustainable content strategy. So that's a strategy that's in line with your time, energy, and resources, because, you know, there is no such thing as a one-size-fits-all strategy. So um, really focusing in on your time, energy, and resources that you have available. And then also building out um, various parts of the client journey, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about today. Um, And uh, focusing on things like creating your lead magnets and uh, filling out those email sequences as well. Awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I love that there's so many facets to, you know, what you do, even though it's all about content, like there's so many different ways that you can help the women that you're helping. And I remember, you know, when I was reading your bio, you're all about empowering women and giving them confidence. And I also love the fact that you're both a deadlifter and an avid baker. That is just awesome. I was so (laughs) impressed when I read that. I was like, oh, yes. I'm so glad I have her on my show. <laughs> They've got to cancel each other out, you see. So all yeah. of the baking, I need to do something to, to counteract those calories. <laughs> Absolutely. Life is all about balance, right? So today's episode, you know, the umbrella topic that we're really going to be focusing on is, you know, how to get those higher conversions through content that really connects. So first thing I want to ask you, Mel, is why is content so important? You know, why is it so impactful for a business? Yeah, and um, it's such a huge part of our business as well, isn't it? So we're always thinking about what sort of content that we need to create, where we're going to put it out into the world. But content really encompasses a whole wide range of things. So it's traditionally um, in our space all about the digital content. So that's things like your email marketing, your blogs, your podcasts, um, your videos, your social media, things like that but it can encompass other areas of your business as well in terms of content. So you might be a, you might put out physical brochures or flyers or something like that. So it can also incorporate that and your website as well. Mm-hmm. But when we speak about content marketing, it's actually just a smaller part of your overall marketing strategy. So there's some things that um, cross over between your marketing strategy and your content strategy. So things like knowing your ideal client, which is just mm. so, so important. in our businesses, but it's just one part of a bigger umbrella of um, marketing activities that we do. Mm -hmm. Sure. What are some of the most common mistakes you see women in business making, especially in the first few years of their business um, in terms of their content? You know, where, where do we tend to fall short when we're just starting out? Yeah, I think that there's probably two main places. One is trying to do all the things And second is not being yourself. So in terms of doing all the things, I think that, you know, um, when we're first starting out, we really look towards those people who provide us guidance, the coaches, the experts and what have you. And, you know, one person is saying that Pinterest is the thing to use and someone else is saying Facebook is 
the thing you use and someone else is saying LinkedIn and someone else says email marketing, then all of a sudden we're trying to do all of these things mm-hmm. and not doing any of them very well at all. So if we pair all of that back and just focus on one or two things, do them really, really, really well, um, and then we can actually build on, on um, building out the content ecosystem after that. And the second thing is about um, being yourself. And I think that you really need to be true to who you are in your content. And that's really, really difficult when you're starting out because you're really trying to find your voice. Um, You're trying to work out what you can say, what you can't say, um, what resonates with your ideal client. And so it can be a little bit confusing and it can take a really long time. Like I would say that it probably took me four years to find out exactly, you know, what my voice was, what I really wanted to say to my ideal client and the best way to go about saying that. So it's not something that happens overnight and it's something that we're continually refining as well, aren't we? Like, you know, what we, the content that we put out a year ago is very different to the content that we'll put out in in the future as well, you know. So as we evolve, as our businesses evolve, as our ideal client evolves, evolves our content evolves as well absolutely that's such a good answer and I think there's a lot of insight there and I think you know the sooner you kind of realize yourself recognize those mistakes in what you're doing the sooner you can take action right and go okay well then I need to put less pressure on myself to kind of know what I'm talking about or know my voice now because like you said it can take a really long time um I think there's a real tendency to you know when you start a business to kind of think oh well I can get this set up really quickly or you know I'm really confident in myself I know what my voice is and da 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 um Um, And those expectations are just completely blown out of the water once you actually get in, start building your business and realize what the reality of it is. And there's so much more that you need to understand, especially in terms of, you know, I know you mentioned earlier, like the client journey. Can you tell me a little bit more about this concept? Because I think that this is something that we hear a lot about, like it's a concept that's kind of thrown around, Um, but I'd love to hear your take on it. And, you know, what is is it? What is it not? Um, Why is it important for us to, to think about it? Oh, my goodness, how long have we got? I, I will just speak for hours on this <laughs> topic. But I really subscribe to the fact that the moment that we move away from a transactional-based um, content marketing to one that's built on relationships, we will experience such amazing personal and business growth. And the re- the reason for that is that we need to move away from the traditional sales, sales funnel. So that's the sales funnel where it's like an upside-down Um, triangle and what we're trying to do is get as many people into our world as possible sometimes you know with lead magnets that may not actually resonate with the person that we're trying Mm. to actually you know attract at the end of the day but we just really really focused on the numbers and we're trying to get all of those people in and then we kind of squash them down and we're pushing them through this funnel Um, we're trying to sell them a few little things that they may or may not want and then hopefully at the end we will get a sale that's great and we move on Now, I think that content can impact every single person that comes across it. It may be that, you know, it has very little impact and they will scroll on by, Mm -hmm. or it may have such an impact that it will change their day. It will change their future and will change the way that they look at things. And I think the moment that we realize that, that our content can have such a huge impact on people and that, um, 
content marketing should be more relationship based. Mm. So it's, it's, you know, about me guiding someone through the, the sales process, not trying to shove them through the sales process. Yep. And the re the reason for that is that we're looking at it from a five step process. So we're looking at connecting, we're looking at subscribing, so getting them onto our email list. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're looking at nurturing them, then converting them and onboard them. And so if we're looking at it from a process of just using our content in the right places at the right time to guide them through that five-step process, then we're going to take them from not knowing anything about us all yeah. the way through to becoming that raving fan. So I really feel as though that if people are finding the whole content creation and strategy really hard and heavy, just take a look at that approach that you're taking and step away from the transaction and the numbers and really focus on the relationships that you're building with people. Yeah, I think that's so, so important. And there is definitely a bigger move nowadays, um, you know, towards a more relationship-based way of looking at business and customer uh, success as well. You know, we see it a lot in the the uptake of the subscription business model. You know, all of a sudden, you know, when you're on a traditional business model, you sell a product, you don't really care if your customer uses it or not because they've already given you the money. But when you have a customer subscribing to you, all of a sudden you care a lot about whether they're using your product, whether they're getting value from it. And I think a similar attitude with our content really needs to take hold. Like we need to care about what our clients, what our audience is getting from our content, whether it's resonating with them, whether it makes them feel like they're actually getting value from it. Um, what are some of the ways that you think that we can do content better in terms of not just getting the conversions and having it be transactional, as you said, but really nurturing the relationship? What are sort of like a yeah. few practical things that people can do even straight away in their content to try and improve that? Great question. So if the client journey is a five-step process, then we really need to look at each of those different phases or each of those different stages individually. And obviously the first one, the connection phase, is the opportunity for you to form that relationship, to really start a connection with them, a meaningful conversation, and show them that you are the person that can actually go on to provide the transformation that they need. Now, one thing that I think that people don't really focus on is this phase. They go straight to the conversion phase. They want to do the um, promotion posts on social media. They want to make the sale. They want to do this. But if you the think money. about it from that journey process and think about connecting with them and what you can actually do in this connection phase, um, I think that that's going to set you up for a really um, fantastic journey with your ideal client. So two things, and, and these are things that we're actually covering off um, in my membership at the moment, is when you're providing content that connects, the best place to start is with your values and your core beliefs. Mm. Okay, So your values and your core beliefs are, ma are what makes you you. And you want to work with people who have similar values and core beliefs. Because if you think about it, like on a friendship basis, who are those people that you really resonate with? Who are the people that you get along with? They're people who share the same values yeah, and ideals as what you do, okay? And so if we're not even showing our ideal client those things, they have no idea who we are. They really do. Yeah. Um, and I think that people kind of step back from wanting to share those things because they think it's too personal. You know, how much is too much? Yeah. <laughs> Should I share what I have for breakfast or, you know, how, how deep do I go into this sharing? 
first of all, it's really important that you only share what you feel comfortable sharing. I mean, that's obviously number one importance. But if we don't um, let our ideal client know our values and our core beliefs and who we are, what we stand for and what we don't stand for, then we don't have that opportunity to attract that really um, engaged and energized community Mm. who are so ready to hear what you have to say and are so ready therefore to listen to the value that you provide and go on and purchase from you so that's probably one huge tip that i would give people is don't be afraid to share who you are and what you stand for yeah and yes you will um repel some people you will and that's you will okay. Help people. Yeah, and, and that that's is okay. okay. Isn't it okay? Yeah, it's it is okay. absolutely. Like we're all, you know, we're all humans, and you're you're not going to get along with everybody. Not everyone is going to like you. Not everyone's going to resonate with your messaging. And you know, the same is true if you know you're in a, an industry where it's saturated. You've got competitors because at the end of the day, they're either going to um, choose you or the other person based on how they feel about you and how they resonate with you or don't resonate with you. Um, And I'm really, really glad, Mel, that you mentioned about, you know, being true to yourself and, you know, being, um, it makes me cringe a little bit when I use this word, but authentic, Um, you know, being transparent basically and being real and and sharing those things. And I think that a lot of people get scared about sharing those things because they don't want to look vulnerable. They don't want to look weak. But I find that when I share mistakes that I've made or things I've done wrong or you know vulnerabilities people actually really like that because they have this wash of relief that goes over them and they're like oh my gosh it's okay for me to make mistakes it's okay for me to be human and things like that and I think what you said about you need to be comfortable with it is so so important like you know you don't want to force yourself to be sharing stuff that makes you feel uncomfortable it doesn't resonate with you doesn't sit in alignment with your values right that's the last thing that you want to do so i i wholeheartedly agree and approve with all of your points there um and of course you know because i'm the pricing nerd uh i'd love to talk about you know content and pricing um you know i see it a lot where i see the kind of content that a company posts has a really big impact on the kind of pricing that they can publish or how they feel about their pricing. And it's certainly how customers feel about that. Can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the trends that you've seen and things you'd noticed about the relationship between the content that a business shares and the pricing that they can charge? Mm, Okay. Yes. This is a very interesting question, isn't it? So there's probably two different um, ways that we can uh, answer this question. And the first is through perception. So obviously if you, um, know exactly what your ideal client is thinking feeling and doing at each of the stages of the client journey then you are able to articulate more clearly through your content exactly um, the transformation that you provide and how you do that by tapping into um, their internal problems and um, meeting them where they are at the at that point in time so in doing that in making sure that you're using your content to really nail that message and nail that transformation that you have with people, then I think that um, if you then back that up with the uh, branding side of things, so whether that's professional photography or if that is, um, you know, really nice graphics that are in line with your brand colours, whatever that may be, then that perception, those two things going together will result in your ideal client seeing the 
clearly seeing the value that you provide and therefore more willing to pay the prices that you um, that you set for your services. And they also um, can see the there's no mismatch between what you're saying and what you're presenting, the image that you're presenting. So mm. there's no point in in talking like Armani but presenting like Kmart. Yes. <laughs> You know what yes, I mean? So I know what that, you mean. <laughs> and that happens, that happens, that does happen a lot. Um, mm. And that mismatch kind of makes clients go, what, what the heck? What are you yeah, talking about? it confuses them. Yeah, it totally confuses them. And so, therefore, that will have an impact on the pricing as well. So, I think that that's one main way through perception. Now, the second main way that I think there's a, a bit of a connection between content and pricing is through that amazing thing called confidence. And I know that you mm -hmm. talk about this a, a lot as well. Um, you can actually create confidence through your content and that confidence can then impact your pricing. And so let me just elaborate a little yeah, bit on that please. in terms of when you um, create your content, you are thinking about your ideal client and you are really trying to meet them where they are in that client journey and at that moment, you share that with them and then you get feedback. So you might get, you know, likes on your post or comments or mm. people taking action on your um, social media posts. So that feedback is, is giving you um, the okay that you know what you're saying is on yeah. on point and then you get the opportunity to refine that if you need to and then we go through that cycle again of creating sharing feedback and then refining mm. every time that we do that cycle we're creating more confidence in ourselves because we're going yes this is the message that they need to hear yes we're doing the right yeah. thing um yes they're taking action on what we're asking them to it's take getting validated on. yeah and then our confidence grows in that in that growing of confidence i really feel as though it permeates through other areas of our business mm -hmm. such as our pricing um it really gives us the um, feedback that we need to say yes we are on the mark in terms of the the services that we're providing and the way that we're communicating that transformation so yes i can charge the price that i need to charge yeah Absolutely. And I, I love that you mentioned your three of my favorite words in there and they are perception, value and willingness to pay. And I was like, yes, oh, this makes me happy. Very, very happy because that's exactly what it is. You know, our, our prices are all about uh, what our customers are willing to pay based on the value that they perceive. And there's, you know, the, of course, the trifecta of pricing, which is, you know, we want to create value, we want to communicate it, and we want to capture it with really good prices. Um, and, you know, content is all about the communication part. You know, you can have an amazing product with amazing value and you can have price it really well, but if you don't communicate that value, people aren't going to perceive the value, right? They're not going to see it. They're not going to believe it. It's not going to resonate, right? Especially if it feels transactional rather than relational or valuable to them uh, and they're not going to buy it. And so I think that content is a very, uh, you know, it's often spoken about, but it's not really valued as much as it should be in terms of, you know, how we're actually communicating the value to our customers and to our audience and 
proving that we're not just saying we're Armani, we're showing it as well through <laughs> the kinds of content that we put out and the kinds of prices that we put as well. Um, and that confidence then, as you said, permeates everything else that we do, right? Permeates mm-hmm. how we talk about ourselves, how we talk about our services or our products, um, you know, permeates the kinds of products and services that we bring out uh, and the just the level of quality and the level of um, certainty that we're able to give people. So, no, I think that's... Um, I think that's really, really awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of those really good nuggets of uh, of wisdom. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for today, Mel. If anyone wants to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Yes, they can follow me on socials. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. My handle is at Meld Business, or you can find me in my Facebook group, The Content Project. Very nice. Awesome. I highly recommend everyone go and check out um, those social links and the Facebook group as well. Mel, thank you so much again for coming on to the show today. Thank Um, you for having me. (laughs) Don't forget that you can find more pricing, sales and marketing resources on my free Facebook group, The Pricing on the Cake. Otherwise, if you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so via email at Courtney at CourtneyDegan.com. And until next time, I hope you have a really great day.